This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this podcast. This is Luke Darnell, host of the Pitmaster Old Virginia Smoke Podcast. I am here today with our producer and hetero life mate, Chris Sedanka. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's summer kickoff. It's starting to happen. Uh, we just got back from Buckhannon, West Virginia, where we went and cooked this weekend. Kind of knocked the rust off a little bit and then getting ready for the giant DC barbecue battle this weekend. So. Ooh, how's the weather? Like, is it going to be super hot? <clears throat> it's going to be typical DC late June, you know, 84, mm. 85, a little humid. Potentially some thunder showers. It's hopefully not going to be 100 degrees, so <laughs> that'll be fine. But we will have the big trailer down there with us this year, so that will offer us a little bit of comfort. But there's a lot of good teams that are coming in, and it's always fun to host them and and to have them here in our nation's capital. So that's awesome. Cool. So is that one attracts people from north, south, west, east? Doesn't matter. Everywhere from all over the country because it's the only contest in Washington D.C. which makes it an automatic qualifier for the Jack Daniels <laughs> World Championship. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Y- yes. So that brings some people also uh, the idea of cooking barbecue within the shadow of the Capitol. You know, it's pretty awesome. Uh, we used to think that we were the most special people in the world because we got to play with knives and fire right outside the Capitol. It turns out <laughs> anybody can do that. But, um, yeah, it is an amazing experience cooking down there and being around all that history and all the wonderful things that are Washington, D.C. And, uh, I mean, you're around some of the bad things that are Washington, D.C. too, but. In general, it's it's a really fun event. Lots of people, 50,000 people attend. And, yeah, pretty excited about it. But it's been a year of cooking some cool stuff and traveling around the country. Well, what's cool is that you are – how many years in are you now? This would, I think, is our 11th or 12th year. And you're still finding new experiences. Absolutely, absolutely. And this year we had – the opportunity, we got invited to go and cook as a teammate for Joe Pierce and Michael Simon of the Food Network at Memphis in May this year. Yeah, so talk talk, talk me through all of this because you know, I know <laughs> I, you've known Joe for, for some years now, obviously, and you uh, you guys hit it off with Michael on, on the show, and it was wonderful to see kind of the chemistry you guys had on TV, but... How did this team come together? Is this something that was new this year? Or is this something that they've done for a while? This is something that was new this year. 
and it started during the finale of Barbecue USA last year. The The last episode was filmed in Memphis in May, and Joe was sitting in Kansas City watching that episode, and he texted Michael during the episode and said, hey, we should cook this together next year. And, and Michael Simon was like, hell yeah. So that kind of became the linchpin of Barbecue USA Season 2, is that Joe, Michael, myself, uh, Susie Bullock from Hey Grill Hey, we're all going to team up and cook Memphis and May, and that would be the season finale of Barbecue USA Season 2. So that's how that all got started. And it was, <laughs> to say it was an experience would be selling it short. <laughs> it was a tremendous time. Being in that environment with those chefs was, uh, I can't explain it really, how much I learned about cooking, especially being around around Chef Simon and Esther Choi from Iron Legend was on our team as well. Just watching, and Katie, Katie Pickens, just watching these guys, these, these people, just the detail, the level of detail and the knowledge of their technique was just... It was fantastic to watch. It was fantastic to be a part of and to help and, you know, to be around. The event in general, how how, how was it compared to what you expected it to be? It was, <laughs> I, I expected it to be this giant party, and by and large it is. It is a very spread out across Tom Lee Park, which runs right along the Mississippi River in Memphis, and... It's just a who's who of barbecue and monstrous structures for teams, big parties, tons of music going on, lots of things. Uh, it really was kind of like a mini American Royal, but had a different vibe to it. It was very, it was very homey and very, it felt like you're around family. And it, it was, it was just a cool, Cool thing to walk around and see everybody's different setups to see how some people were cooking ribs, some people were cooking shoulders, some people were cooking hogs, and just to see how all of that went down. It was uh, it was a new barbecue experience that I did not have, and uh, I'm really glad that I got to go and do it, and I hope I get to do it again. I might be the only person who doesn't know this because, well, I mean, I assume most of the people listening are are heavily into the barbecue scene, but how is Memphis in May different from your standard KCBS events? Awesome. Great question, man. So KCBS is four meats. It's chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. And you get judged on appearance, taste, and tenderness. Memphis in May is run through the Memphis Barbecue Network, which operates on a similar judging scale. It's uh, you you have to turn in a blind box first, which is, and we were doing whole hog, so we had to turn in three different parts of the hog. We had to do some shoulder, we had to do some ham, we had to do some loin. You put that in a box, you get judged on appearance, taste, and tenderness, and then they decide what three teams had the best blind boxes. Then those three teams move on to the final. Oh, oh sorry, no, got that all wrong. So you turn in your blind box. Then you get a series of three in-person judges who come to your site and you do a presentation. We don't get to do this in KCBS. So the judge will come in. They'll be greeted by someone on the team. They'll be escorted to 
where the hog is. They'll be shown the hog in our, in our case. And then we had two presenters. We had Joe and Michael, and they both got to talk about how we cook the hog, how we season the hog, where we source the hog from, basically telling the story of how this hog came to be. And then, then we would take out pieces of the hog for the judges to try right there on the site. So then they combine your three on-site judging scores with your blind box score, and they determine the top three teams in that category, and those three teams go to finals, and then they get a panel of judges that come in for on-site all at the same time. <laughs> that is pretty serious. Yeah, it's, um, and it's, you know, I talk a lot about on the podcast, you know, being nervous around awards, and you're sure. sitting there. And this is different because you turn in your blind box, you turn in, and then you have your, your three on-site judgings, and then you sit there and you wait. And the contest representatives will basically drive around and hand out certificates to tell you whether you either made finals, you were one of the three teams that made finals, then after that they'll hand you a certificate if you made it into the top 10. So you sit there in, in your site and you just wait and you wait and you wait. <laughs> and then like, you'll hear, it's like being at a golf tournament. Kind of, you'll hear a roar from, you know, somewhere over on your right. And you're like, who was that? Somebody just got finals. Was it ribs? Was it hog? <laughs> um, and then finally it's, it starts to filter through, you know, with the advent of cell phones and technology and uh, we're like, okay, we know two of them that have gotten it. We're sitting there holding on and holding on. We see the rep walk by, and we're all just on pins and needles, and then she keeps moving and goes to the booth pretty much <laughs> cat a corner to us. And uh, <laughs> at that point, yeah, it was time to start drinking. It was, uh, okay. I mean, so we were, at, yeah. what kind of expectations can you really have in year one, even when you have – professional and world-class chefs on your team i think it from my perspective i'll give this from my perspective sure. i don't want to answer yeah. for anybody else i yeah. think finishing where we did which was middle of the pack in whole hog which is probably it has to be the hardest category to cook there i think is is a great job um figuring out the logistics of memphis figuring out what judges are looking for in a hog in uh, in that situation, I think that takes a lot of learning and a lot of time and a lot of practice and reps. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad we got to do it this year. I hope we've, we've talked about doing it again. But I I think it's given what we were dealing with. I think we did pretty well. Not you know finishing in the middle of the field, pretty good for your first time. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. All, are you are you dying to do it again? Oh, dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been lo long. It's a lot of work. It is a ton of work. And Joe and the rest of our team, Jamie and Greg and Bex and all the Food Network people, Michael and Liz and everybody worked so hard for basically five days straight. It was it was an absolute beating, making sure. You know, we did all the proteins, got all the proteins right, did all the ancillary categories well, cooked three hogs, you know, over a 24-hour period. It is a lot of work, but 
knowing what we know now, I definitely would love to go back and do it again. It, I think we could only do better knowing, knowing what we know moving forward. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. When you look at what the winning teams did and you look at essentially what you guys were, what you guys did now, granted, it's not like, you know, all, you know, get all the knowledge there, but are there, are there things that you can look at and say, we could definitely improve in this part, in this aspect and in whatever. Absolutely. You know, up all the way to including the size of the hogs and what time we're putting them on and knowing what we're looking for more on a presentation side as well. I think all those things would only increase our score. There are other things too that really, um, you know, we talk about it on the podcast and we've talked about it with a couple of Memphis cooks here recently in our guest list that, you know, they're looking for a certain profile. They're looking for a certain tenderness. And the only way to go and do that is to go and cook with somebody who knows what they're doing. So, um, not to say we didn't know what we were doing, but I would like to take a class, uh, a whole hog class and, or just a Memphis class in general and kind of get more of an idea of what that animal looks like. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. No, oh, sure. And, yeah. and figure that out. And, uh, you know, we had, we had Aaron on here from Ubon's and she made the offer to me to come and cook a hog with them. And I don't see how I could, uh, forget that. You know, or not do that. Right, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've been they've been doing amazing in whole hog for thirty years. So to go and to see that and taste that and learn that I think would be super important in terms of going again next year. Do you see a different culture or is it is it are there a lot of similarities between KCBS and the whole hog circuit? Lots of similarities in that you see a lot of the same people, but it's also oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. it's also it's kind of a smaller competition than the majors and the KCBS side. There were 170 some teams, but you know 40 t- teams did hog. So okay, yeah, that, that's you know, there were a ton of rib teams, of course, because ribs are the you know easiest. Well, not easiest, smallest thing that you can cook. Least amount. Ribs of are a space. thing that I could do, buddy. Uh, you know, ribs won, <laughs> ribs won this year. Mm. Uh, the first time in 21 years that ribs have won the wow. overall grand championship. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been impossible for ribs to win and man, like I'm hoping to have, have Mr. Wheeler on. He, he's now won Memphis and has he won it in all three? He's won all three categories. Jeez. Uh, throughout his career. Uh, it's funny though, cause his son turned 21 at Memphis and Maine. It had been 21 years since a rib team had won and then, <laughs> then they won ribs. So pretty cool coincidence. I don't want to give away too much of that stuff just because hopefully we'll have him on here very soon. Uh, um, sure. he and I've been playing, playing some, some calendar tag a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's yeah. next for you, uh, you and this squad? Uh, the Memphis squad? Yeah. You know, we've been in contact. We've been in touch since Memphis and talked about what worked and what didn't. And, uh, I know, I think based on what I heard, I think that think there might be a chance we'll be doing it again. Now, will it be filmed for a TV show? I doubt that. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that 
there was kind of an overall air of we should go here and do this and no cameras, just cook and just have fun. So yeah, let's let's go see how that goes, you know what I mean? This podcast is brought to you by barbecuedata.com. Barbecuedata.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to barbecuedata.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. Last time we discussed you being on television, it was obviously a huge deal. First time that you have you know Michael Simon in your face and cameras talking to you at 5 a.m. and crying when you're holding brisket and becoming a media darling uh, in, the, in the food <laughs> world. But how different was this with, with the host's you know, being with you side by side, was it a different feeling? Was it more tense? Was it, was it more loose? It was a little more relaxed in terms of the, everyone that was there had some ease as to what was going on. And, and that made things great. And most of the people that were there had been on filmed either on barbecue USA or something else. But also for me, just being familiar with the camera crew and being familiar with the producers and, being comfortable in that situation, it was a lot different this time around. Uh, I think I was, I was able to be more of myself. I think all of us were able to be ourselves a little more. And I, the big key to all of this were, was uh, Chef Simon and his wife Liz. They were so involved and not afraid to do the work, and just just made you feel part of the family and part of the team and that's that was fantastic that was probably one of the most fun contests i've got to cook in terms of of doing all of that so that yeah that was very 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 cool that's awesome man just another incredible experience in in barbecue for you guys and now you get dc coming up in a whole crazy summer i imagine schedule wise it's not that crazy to be honest with you. We all right. Uh, yeah, we've done a lot of fun stuff this year so far. We've got we do have a fair amount of contests coming up here this summer. Kim just finished up school today, actually, so we're going to cook DC this weekend. Then we're going to do Wise Virginia, which is one of our favorite contests, and then we have a double in end of July in Pennsylvania. And then we'll start getting ready for the American Royal in September. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff com- coming up and lots of exciting stuff. Uh, hopefully there's going to be a couple of Old Virginia Smoke Luke Darnell rubs coming out on the marketplace this summer. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Hint, exci- hint. Hint, hint, note, note. I'm pretty excited about that. And also this fall we have... Maybe an online barbecue class offering in the mix. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, we'll, nice. we're going to see how all this is going to go, how it's all going to fit together with what we got going on. But got a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of good things happening in the old Virginia smoke world. 
and possibly a fun little TV shoot up in my neck of the woods. If I can get you up here in the fall with a couple big foodies up here where we will just barbecue, sit around the campfire and watch our miserable football team lose. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) We could do a whole podcast on the state of West Virginia Virginia (laughs) University and not just their sports and the university, <laughs> the university itself. I some things have come up. It's heartbreaking, just, man. It's, it's heartbreaking to digress, but it's heartbreaking. It is. I'm sure everyone really cares about this. <laughs> um, I'm sure I know that a bunch of barbecue people have asked me about. Are you sad about Huggins? Uh, no, but the situation about Huggins is sad. It's, it's very sad. How it is. It's yeah. depressing that yeah. this is this is what this came to um <laughs> and to have the success that a, a lot of people thought we were going to have this year in the basketball world i don't know it's yeah. uh it's just kind of disappointing i do think that i'll still be able to go to the big 12 tournament um and cook represent west virginia and that so hopefully that help, that's still happening well you're gonna have <laughs> some more teams this year yeah, yeah. We got to get a, a, a Central Florida <laughs> team, a Houston team, which I can't imagine will be difficult. <laughs> to, to yeah, that a, won't be hard. Cook down in Houston to come up for that. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting yeah. that uh, yeah, I'm all trying, that happened. And whoever else is in now, too. I, I can't even keep up with it anymore. <laughs> Cincinnati with us, too, maybe? Maybe in Ohio, yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything else you want to add about Memphis? Yeah, it's such an interesting city and such a – neat little enclave of culture that it's just a lot of different things going on there musically food wise i i felt like i was there for a while but i didn't really get to explore a lot and it's definitely a place i want to go back to it's it's a rough and tumble place uh but i'm from west virginia so <laughs> yeah we can handle this there's We're- just Few where restaurants were, I'd like to go to. It'd sure, cool. yeah. Where, uh, where was the where was the setup for the competition? So the setup had been moved away from its traditional location, but was moved back this year to Tom Lee Park, which is a park that's right on the Mississippi River. It's a park that generally gets destroyed every year at Memphis in May, so they closed it down for a year and they put fifty million dollars into it uh, in terms of beautifying this park, and then. They brought Memphis and May back to it, and I can't imagine that they didn't destroy it again. But it's just just the sheer infrastructure and amount of things moving around. But talk about a lot of moving parts. Uh, the the people that put this contest on there's so much thing, so many things going on that it's unbelievable how these events come together. So now, kudos are you guys to ven- Memphis? Are teams vending there? Absolutely. Uh, there are some that do. Yeah. But probably 95% of them don't. Mm. Uh, but there are a lot of demos going on of products. There's a lot of... The teams are all huge. All massive. Uh, lots of help. Lots of people. Lots of drinks. Lots of cool stuff <laughs> going on. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. Right, is there a certain time of year where the barbecue world like breaks out their new, new, new toys and gadgets and stuff? Or is it kind of whenever it's ready? Whenever it's ready, generally, there's no real big releases. Uh, you know, barbecue's been around for so long that people do come up with new and interesting ways of getting there, but 
by and large, everything's still pretty much the same. And I can say that, you know, just based on my own cooking as well. I The other day, Kim was like, I want a steak. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going <laughs> to fire up the Weber kettle. I uh, hadn't cooked a steak on the Weber kettle in a long Hell time. Hell yeah. So fired it up and made, she goes, this is one of the best steaks you've ever made. And I was like, this cooker is reliable. <laughs> I mean, it's just, <laughs> I've had it for about 12 years now, and you just can't beat it. So, I mean, a good friend of mine, he just won't go away from his. Loves it. Can't. And there's can't. a whole lifestyle debated yep. to that kind of cooker. And mm-hmm. I bought a Santa Maria for mine so you can cook. Old California style raising and lowering the meat above. Oh sure, yeah, yep, yep, and been playing around with that. Played around, made paella that way as well, <laughs> uh, which was phenomenal. So hopefully that'll be one of the newer videos that we can get up on the YouTube channel. So, do you guys miss? And what I really mean is, um, I already know the answer for Kim, but do you guys miss chasing points? Oh boy. We know she does. We know Kim does. That is correct. <laughs> I miss aspects of point chasing. I miss I miss cooking every week and figuring out the little tweaks that I need to make. Sure. Uh, right now, I'm not cooking enough to make little tweaks. Like, But I also think I've gotten kind of t- to a good point in my career where I can go out after not cooking for a few weeks and still be relevant and still have a chance to win. And that was always one of my goals when I started out was to get to that, that confidence and that level of cooking. So if there was a way for travel to and from contests to be easier, uh, rather than me driving nine, 10 hours, that that's starting to take a toll on me, even as little as we do it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I do miss I miss the heat of it. I miss the action. And uh, I know Kim does too. And we've talked about it hopefully here in a couple of years. Maybe we can do it one more time. Do you want a Roy Firestone question? What's a Roy Firestone question? Do you remember um do you remember uh Jerry Maguire? I do. Remember the end when he's like, I'm not gonna cry, Roy. I'm not gonna cry, Roy. I'm not gonna cry, Roy. Yeah, like Roy was the guy that always made the athletes cry. Okay, is that your goal with this question? Not necessarily, but you and I are similar in our, you know, we're we're emotional guys. Uh, oh, sure. 100%. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot for me to cry, and I me know either. it doesn't take a lot for you to cry. So. <laughs> Correct. If you walked away today, would you be satisfied enough of how much you've accomplished? Wow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I would love... The answer should be yes, by the way, because it's amazing how much you've accomplished. And Kimba. Well, yeah, and, and, and the team, I should uh, Thank you. Yes. yes. And yes. I, I definitely would be satisfied after I thought about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> initially, though, I the one thing that I would love to do is to win the American Royal. And it is the one thing that drives me, that keeps me cooking, that will keep me going back to that contest every year. It's just something I want to do. Is that a is that a reasonable goal? That's a good question because mm-hmm. 
you know, lots of lots of people want to win the American Royal. I get it. It's not an easy thing to do, or else it wouldn't be a big deal. So, so well, the I mean, answer, the short answer, Billy, short answer to your question is yes. Yeah, Billy won it though, right? Billy did win it. Yeah, it's, it's got to be yeah. pretty easy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Billy also won the Jack too. I know. Uh, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He just he just won a contest up at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut this past weekend. Oh, dude, you and, need to do that uh, one some year. Have you done that one? We've done it. It's not KCBS. It's World Food Championships. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we've talked about it. I might be able to be convinced to go do that again sometime. Oh, go up there, play a little golf, play a little, uh, play a little cards. I've had some fun times in that casino. Uh, <laughs> we, watched a, we watched a really fun WV basketball game at the casino next door. That's right. We did. The last time we went up there and cooked, uh, my friend Chris Hall, Big Ugly, Big Ugly's Barbecue, giant, <laughs> giant man, probably 6'9", 6'10", 400, but not like fat, just a massive individual special forces uh was one of our best friends when he cooked still is and he got up there thursday i got up there thursday and we were going to go play in a blackjack tournament and uh i told kim what i was doing and she goes well at least i don't have to worry about you i was like what do you mean she's like you're with you're with chris like no one's gonna mess with you guys <laughs> <laughs> and uh he he didn't want to go play and ended up playing until, like, 1 in the morning in the tournament and won, like, $1,000. So oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. It was a good time. And then yeah. then he makes amazing Mai Tais. So I spent the next, like, three <laughs> days drunk on Mai Tais. But fun time. I just walk around going, Mai Tai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that Office Space? Is it the I, end of Office Space? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Milton, I think his name Milton, was. Milton, yes. Milton, yeah. He had the red stapler. <laughs> it's a swing line, man. Don't mess with the swing line stapler. Yeah, uh, you don't want to take it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, that's cool, dude. I'm proud of you. Incredible year so far for you guys. And uh, looking forward to seeing you back on the on the on the uh, competition circuit here. Busy summer coming up. Yeah, man. We uh, finished tenth this weekend. We got the nut rust knocked off a little bit in West Virginia. So. Uh, Big weekend this weekend in D.C., so we'll see how it goes. Any white whales for the podcast we're trying to reach out to other than your man Wheeler? Uh, trying to get him. I'm going to continue to interview some some people from Barbecue Past. And we also have a new class of people going into the Hall of Fame, the Barbecue Ooh, Hall of Fame. Nice. Uh, one of those being our good friend Darren, uh, Darren Warth from Iowa Smoky D's. So we'll probably have him on. And we might try and get some more of the nominee or more of the people who are going in uh, as we lead up to the induction cer- ceremony at the American Royal. So yeah, there's some exciting stuff we can do, and uh, just keep on chugging. I I get tons of compliments on the podcast, and it's all very humbling to know that so many people enjoy it, man. And thank you so much for all your work on it. Oh yeah, it's my pleasure. I you know I think it's uh, it's a ton of fun and. Uh, obviously, I get to live vicariously through your team, so it's great. 
Some of our best contest moments, though, have been when you and Abby have been there. So that's it's always a good time. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Abby sort of CEOs the whole thing, so that, that is true. Better. Keeps us all in line. Yep. All cool, right, man. my friend. Well, I guess we'll. Uh, yeah, we should have a new pod out next week, so we'll check out check you then. Nice. All right, buddy. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia